0: had to sew when I was 18. Um, I was a theater major and we had to take sewing class for, you know, my major. I took it as a freshman. And it was like bare bone basics kind of stuff. Like how to throw out a machine, how to sew on a straight line. And they had us working in the costume shop so we did some projects. Um, so I already had a basis of sewing, but I didn't have my own machine until I was 24. Um, and that was after so the whole like recycle thing with my small business actually just started because i was cleaning out my closet on instagram and then my stuff like sold out way quicker than i was expecting it to and people were asking me to post more um and i'd always been interested in like kind of vintage sourcing and selling so i started selling some vintage and i was like that's fine You know it's fun but I would have these ideas for stuff that I could create myself and I was like I know how to sew why don't I just get a sewing machine and then I would see something and I'd be like oh that's you know really cute or that has a lot of potential but it would be way cuter if I made made it this way or you know added a bow to it or something I don't know so it just kind of sparked that idea in me that I was like you know I think this could be a lot more fun a lot more interesting a lot more creative for me um also as a theater person during the pandemic i didn't really have a creative outlet because you couldn't exactly do theater you could not be around people so i, I desperately needed a creative outlet and that's what i got into and it, it just kind of kept building from there um i started posting on tiktok because i was working the most miserable job and i was super against it i even now I don't love posting on TikTok. It's just it's good for business. It's a way to make money now. Um and one of my friends was like, You should get on TikTok and you should try to promote your business on there. And lo and behold, she was right. Like within the first few videos I posted, I started just getting, you know, I was just one of those people who got lucky and the first one of the first few videos that I posted kind of blew up. Um and it's just kept growing from there. I got to the point where I had enough demand that for my pieces. Even before I was making any kind of money from TikTok itself, I got to the point where I had enough demand for my business that I was like, okay, I can quit this job that like makes me want to pass away. And yeah, and as far as you know, the thrifting aspect of it goes, one, I've just always had kind of, not a super eccentric style, like it's not, that out of the box but I've always really loved vintage I've I've loved old things and I grew up thrifting because we grew up my dad was a a teacher you know we were a family of four we lived in small town Kentucky we didn't have a lot of money so it was just a way that we could get clothes and make ends meet and I never minded it I could always find cool stuff that I liked because it's never mattered to me if I'm wearing the most like trendy or like popular brand at the moment like that's just not what my style is based in so it's just something I've always gotten my clothes from thrifting.
1: Nice okay so you majored in theater in undergrad and then when did you graduate?
0: I graduated in 2019.
1: Then the pandemic sort of happened like six months later?
0: Yeah I guess you know February 2020 is when we first started kind of hearing stuff about it so I was working I actually was going to go to law school um I started working at a law firm my senior year they offered me a full-time position as basically like a junior paralegal Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated it hated the people hated the work hated my boss (laughs) I was like I got to a certain point where I was like, I will never go to law school. Like, this is not an industry that I feel comfortable working in after everything that I saw and was exposed to. Yeah,
1: Yeah. for sure. So this is, like, kind of recent. Or I guess it's been a few years now.
0: It's, uh, it's, so the, like, the one-year anniversary of me quitting my job and doing recycled full-time is this month. And then the two-year anniversary of my business is next month.
1: Okay, so vintage came before recycled.
0: Well, it it was just, it was like vintage reselling. But that just, I don't know. My heart was just not in it. I would do um, style bundles a lot. I would style people. And that was my primary thing for a while. But there's just such a risk in that. I just always felt super anxious. Because I'm like, I don't know if they're going to like these pieces. (laughs) Like, I like them.
1: And so where do you source from? Is it like... Mostly thrift stores?
0: I would say predominantly thrift stores, but I also I mean I got like seven or eight trash bags full of clothing and fabric from, you know, my dead great grandma's house. People I mean it's kind of bad but when people's relatives die, sometimes they're like, Hey, we're cleaning out this my Grandma's house, and she had a ton of vintage clothes if you want to come look through them. So, like, I've done a few dead grandparent house calls. Um, I people in my community at this point, you know, kind of know what are familiar with what I do. I have a pretty decent um reputation with where I live for. Upcycling and people just bring me materials that like they're like I bet you could do something with this and sometimes I can sometimes I can't sometimes I'm like I I have to take this to the thrift store because there's really nothing I can do with it or I just don't see any vision in it um, that it would be worth my time but so it's kind of all over the place.
1: Wow, that's awesome that you have like that much traction where you live.
0: It is really nice. It, doing pop ups and stuff helps with building a, a community.
1: Okay. And what kind of places do you do pop ups in?
0: Uh, For the most part, I've done them at kind of curated vintage flea markets. So it'll be an event where, you know, there's between 10 and 50 vintage vendors. Um, And then I'm kind of in there and I have some vintage on the rack and I have some, some of my handmade stuff on the rack, but they've always been really nice. um, And like, they let people who have cycle pop up as well. And they're, it's usually run by um, local vintage shops here. I've also done one at, like, my favorite bar. I just asked them. I was in, I'm a regular there. And I was like, can I get a pop-up in here? <laughs> I think it would be fun. And they were like, okay.
1: Why so, not? Yeah. And, yeah.
0: A good reputation with, like, other local business owners and stuff, too, can, you know, give me a space to vend that every now and
1: then. I feel like a lot of people who graduated, like, 2019, 2020, whatever year we're at now, are, like, just having the same conundrum that you've had. They don't really ethically agree with the job that they maybe first thought that they would get. So you kind of solve this problem by doing something that you really like and that, like, you feel good about. Um, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Do you feel like this is something that you're, like, that feeling good about your job is really important to you? And do you feel like this is something that you're going to keep doing? Or, like, you'll keep doing things that you feel good about rather than doing something that, like, maybe you just don't agree with?
0: I definitely would prefer to. And even with, I'm, I'm a super introspective and critical person too and even with what I do I find flaws in it all the time I'm like you know I'm I'm still encouraging consumerism I'm still encouraging people to buy new clothes I'm participating in capitalism which is something that I don't like fundamentally agree with Mm -hmm. but I'm like I'm just trying to make a living and survive doing something that I love something that I think I make it as ethical as I possibly can um and i i just like having that sense of control so yes to answer your question in short it's definitely something i want to continue doing um i i love my job i was not cut out for a nine to five life i don't think i mean i've always been a creative person and i've known that i wanted to go into some kind of creative industry and that that nine to five office life was not quite for me but Yeah, I was also working, I mean, I was working for a law firm that defended one of the biggest billionaires in the coal industry, which runs pretty counterintuitive (laughs) to some of the missions of my business.
1: What are your feelings now about your work compared to what you felt working as a paralegal? I mean,
0: it's still, you know, work is work some days, and some days I have to do things that I really don't want to do, or I have to, I have to sew a bunch of different things, and I don't, I'm not really in the mood for it. And I find it tedious, but the vast majority of the time I love, I love what I do. And I'm so grateful for what I do. Um, cause I know that it, it's a huge privilege to be self-employed and to have the platform that I have as small as it is. It's, it's still, you know, something that not everybody, not everybody can necessarily Quit their nine to five to pursue their small business because it it might just not be as profitable for them. So, I'm I'm super grateful because I do lo- I do love my job. I feel like a great sense of accomplishment too. Whenever um, I finish a project or something like that, that just never goes away. Whenever I make something and I see the final product, and it's just like this rush of serotonin. Like, oh my gosh, I made something beautiful out of a curtain, like... <laughs>